Hello, everyone. Welcome to Under the Fedora, a podcast where we talk about all things Michael Jackson. Uh, On the show, we're going to deep dive into everything that makes Michael, Michael. Uh, We'll talk about his life growing up as an artist. We'll break down his albums and his songs. I really want to get into the nitty gritty of his music. Um, We'll teach. We'll hopefully learn a lot of interesting things we didn't know before. A lot of fun facts. Uh, We'll explore his love of the arts, his humanitarianism, his mind, his soul as an artist. But most of all, I really want to get to know the man underneath the hat for all of the for the remarkable human that he was. Uh, So I'm your host, Tess. Uh, I've been a Michael Jackson fan since I was about seven years old. So for more than two thirds of my life. Uh, Featured on today's episode is my guest, my older brother, Dylan Titus. Hello. Go check him out wherever you stream your music. Yes, uh, we'll do plugs at the end. But still, just throwing that in there. Well, thank you. Um, Dylan has really inspired me my whole life as a musician. And That's he, too kind of you. Thank but you. it's true. It's true. You're the reason I literally got into music. Like, you started the going to lessons as a kid, and I really just wanted to be like you. Um, and so, but you're also the reason that I am a fan of Michael today. You really kick-started that for me as a kid and you'll have to remind me how i did that because i he told me but i don't remember yeah so i wrote it down here so i wouldn't Do forget tell. exactly what happened so also forgive the noise we're recording with the windows open as mm-hmm. it's a nice night out so it if is. you hear the noise of passing cars or emergency vehicles yeah and also forgive. as we're recording this today the oh, day yes, yes, of yes. recording is actually uh would have been is it's uh, uh michael August, August 29th, 29th uh, 2022, and it's Michael Jackson's birthday. Uh, he would have been 64 today. Hot diggity. Yeah. And we still need him, and we still True. feed his mm-hmm. estate by purchasing his albums mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when he is 64. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, that is a Beatles a bad pun. Which we will which get we will, Yeah, later. you said well, we're going to tackle that issue later mm-hmm. because, um, as listeners may know, Michael Jackson and the Beatles have their own history. I'm just going to adjust the height of this microphone. Also, may I say, you have a lovely podcast voice as I'm sitting here listening to you in these headphones. Your voice is very soothing. It's very nice. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So, uh, so yes, when I was about six years old. You're also taking to um, it kindly. Uh, uh, Kindly? You're also taking to it quite quite well, if I may say. Okay, good. Kindly. Good. As I rudely interrupt you. No, not at all. I probably, I'm pretty sure I interrupted you earlier. No, you're good. Let's interrupt each other. (laughs) Okay. So when I was about six years old. uh, Carry on. I remember um, you calling us into the office of our house. And at the time, you know, every house kind of just had one shared computer. Um, and so you called us into the good old days. Yeah. Right. You called us into the office, me and, and our, and our other brother. And, um, you sat me down in the big office chair and you were just like, you have got to watch this video. It is just the coolest video. Your mind is going to be blown because even back then you were trying to like show me really cool things. And I'm actually going to take off this bracelet. Excuse me. I just heard it in the mic. My apologies. And that video Um, was fat yeah right <laughs> you did show me that at a young age which, which thank is you another also. topic that you will cover down yes road, michael sure. michael and weird al relationship to weird al so what was the first yes. thing i showed you so you were just like this is gonna blow your mind just trying to show your little sister really cool things you were probably 
14, 15 years old. Um, and you showed me Smooth Criminal. And I remember just being like, like, I remember my little brain sending up flares and just like watching that and thinking, holy shit. He's got a point. This is this is Look freaking at this guy. cool. He's leaning. Yeah, I remember seeing the white suit and just thinking, you know, that is so cool and dapper and and thinking, you know, the women in the 20s clothing. It was so beautiful and the video was so beautifully made that I just I remember a lot of just like signals going off in my head. Like this is something special. You know, and thinking like I have to look more into this guy. There's something special. Like, there's a reason why Dylan showed me this, even at that young age. And I remember just feeling the music and it being one of the first times I really felt music the way that I feel it now. Um, you know, I've, I've been doing music since I was probably seven or eight. And I'm 22 now, and I just have such a deep connection to music. And I I feel every song that I listen to. And I remember that being one of the first uh experiences of that and just really feeling the song and the video and just knowing like this is something special and then probably about a year later maybe um the same thing happened like you were like come in here this is a super cool video um and you showed me thriller but i'm pretty sure your ulterior motive was to scare the crap out of me because i remember it really it was scaring a scary me. video it yeah. is a scary video it still mm. is a scary video to this day it holds up it's, yeah. it's a that's a fun ride and that's one of the f back in the days of uh, the uh, the itunes store being more prevalent than it is today perhaps or at least mm -hmm. more used by me i remember buying that music video really yeah i remember we watched it on youtube and like because i remember you like typing it and pulling it up and then making it the full screen and i remember you standing behind me in the office chair and one of you either you or john had your hands on my shoulders so i like couldn't get away because you wanted oh, to Jesus like scare Christ, me so i hope i wasn't was, like holding you down no no like, it was more of just like clockwork no, orange <laughs> no it was more of just clear? like yeah you clear. sound great you sound beautiful okay um cool that sounds a little better. And I, I do, I remember you kind of just holding my shoulders like, no, watch, you have to see this. And and the same thing happened where I was like, yeah, I mean, I was really scared watching it. You know, he he comes out of the, his jacket and with the teeth and the eyes and everything and, and just being like, oh my gosh, this is really scary. But also being like, zombies are dancing right now. This is fucking cool, is you know? Cool. And, and just thinking like, this this I, at that point i had already heard more about him and knew like knew of him okay he's an iconic musician but i didn't really know a lot i knew you know i had heard billy jean a couple of times on the radio um which that is also a qualm i will get into later on this show is that his songs do not get enough airtime on the radio in my opinion i rarely hear his songs on the radio and if if i hear any it's like beat it or billy jean and that's it now do you attribute that to the controversy of michael jackson because that, again um things you'll get into in a later mm -hmm. podcast but is that perhaps because of that to just may maybe not bring it into the public consciousness as much mm -hmm. in, uh in the way that uh you know 
if, if I, somebody just died, you would play it a yeah. lot. But maybe since I remember the, hearing uh, more stuff around the time he died in 09. But still, like, I don't necessarily think it's the controversy. I think it may have to do something with the estate. Like, they just want the hits out there to make that money. You know, yeah. I mean, fair, you know. But um, I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily the controversy. I think it's more... I think it is more they want to play the hits and because really I was I was talking to John about this his music is really timeless and I was talking to uh my one of my best friends Tony about it and who hopefully will be on a later episode um I was talking to them about it and in doing this research I realized just how timeless Michael's music is um I was doing a a breakdown of was it Thriller or Off the Wall? I haven't really started Thriller yet, but um, I was doing a breakdown, just some basic research on things. It might have been a, the duets episode that will come later. Um, and songs like The Girl Is Mine would chart and then be knocked off the chart. Uh, PYT was knocked off. I'll have to look it up, but PYT was knocked off by like Come On Eileen or something like that, which are not two songs that you group together as... No, no, coming out at the same time because wait, yes, I see that. Come on, come on, I mean, well, yeah, but that like when you hear that, it makes sense. But when I first saw that, it was a little like, oh, wait, they did come out around the same time. That's so odd because I feel like a lot of people think that Michael's music is so timeless. I think if I may, if I may say on that subject, uh, maybe something you could elaborate on in future episodes, um, when you're doing album breakdowns, as you said, you were doing. Maybe um, go. Here are the songs from the album that charted in some way and mm-hmm. on the charts at the same time. While this was number one, here was number two and three for you know the yeah. first week, and you know that would be interesting would to I, know. Like, I oh have, wow, Billy Jean yeah. was on the charts the same time as Come On Eileen or Pyt. Excuse yeah. me, was or on the same I don't think it. I'm time. looking it up right now because I actually don't remember. Well, let's, what it was. let's just keep it but, to, to the yeah. light stuff right now. Um, Research will come yes. at later times. It, w- it was a song. Let's, I don't remember Let's introduce the uh, the listeners to what the podcast yeah. itself is So uh, more so than uh, diving too deep into any one particular yeah. topic. Um, well, I really just, I really want to get to what is under the fedora, him. I want to, I want to give. Hair. Yes. <laughs> Which is another issue, uh, another issue, mm-hmm. another episode you'll do. Yeah. I want to talk and issue. about. That's its own issue yeah. for sure. But you know what else is under the fedora? His brain. A scalp. Yeah. A scalp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Forgive the sharp peas. Yes. A scalp. Um, I, <laughs> I really want to talk about him not only as a musician, but as a person. I want, like, his humanitarianism will be a whole episode in and of itself. Um, I mean, the millions and millions of dollars that he gave. And a lot of it was not shown on TV and in the news. It wasn't in the newspapers. Once in a while, they'd be like, he visits a children's hospital and donates. Oh, he, you know, they're building a ward well, with his name. Was maybe that his intent not to make it public? Um, I, I know he had some sometimes where there was some goodwill to recover for sure but well, yeah um, but maybe maybe he just you know like i'll do these good things i don't need to get mm-hmm. rewarded or be in the news for i think i think it was that um 
I think it definitely was just from the kindness of his heart where he wanted to do that stuff rather than I'm going to do it to be in the news. But because it wasn't reported, so many people don't know about that side of him. And I just I want to I want to educate on the artist behind the art. And, you know, people can make their own decisions and assumptions about him and, you know, think what they want to think. But I just really want to show that behind the music this was just a really good person and you know that's my opinion it's it's a lot of the fan base's opinion but genuinely you know i i will later we will like we said talk about the controversy the elephant in the room but he had an elephant actually he did Dang. her name was um gypsy her name was gypsy oh. and she was a gift from elizabeth taylor huh. there's a video of him receiving it and it is just one of the cutest things she's an asian elephant and um elizabeth taylor had like gone to thailand i think and brought home an elephant as a gift for him um to be like you know you had to stay here and work you couldn't come with me or something like that and and brought it home as a gift for him and her name was gypsy yeah he did. He had an elephant. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. You know, you can make those animal jokes of like, he had a, a and it snake. And I'm like, did. yes. Well, yes. yeah, snake. Who? That's, you know, but, every every person's, every crazy person's got a snake. No offense to snake owners. <laughs> but, yeah. but it's not just a snake, though. It was like a big python. I mean, that as, as eccentric and the world needs more eccentrics. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Take um, that, snake owners. <laughs> But yeah, I just, I really, that's what I want to talk about in don't doing this podcast. Don't stick your snakes <laughs> Please do. No, don't. <laughs> I don't want snakes yeah. sicked on me. Um, But I mean, I, I, I have loved Michael, like I said, for over two thirds of my life now. And I have a Michael Jackson tattoo on my right arm. I, he really was one of the bigger reasons when I was young why why i wanted to start doing music and pursuing that and you really kick-started that for me and then discovering artists like him really reinforced that in my head of like this is something special music is something special it's a universal language it it feeds the soul in such a good way and in a non-harmful way you know and it's so so Dylan Titus is the main reason I started music as a kid and my biggest inspiration from a young age. And that then too kind. Thank you. And then discovering artists through him and through my parents and through uh, my friends' parents mainly, you know, not always just me, but um you know, it uh you good? <laughs> yeah, just checking um, levels. Okay. Um but yeah, Michael really was the kind of jumping off point for me of being like, this is not only what a musician is, but what an artist is. Because he he wore, pardon the pun, but he wore many hats. Mm. You know, he was the singer, the dancer, the actor, the activist, the director, the producer. The You know, he's done so many things in so many different fields he was an artist a visual artist he painted he did sketches there um on the inside of the history album when you open it up like the flaps on the inside have his art in it he would sketch out famous paintings and they would look 
like the the hmm. same like he, he just now he would he great. do comedy sketches um, are there videos of him on like snl or or mm-hmm. you know the well he was Sunny never on share show or something like, yes he oh. i that will be an episode of me talking about him being on variety shows as okay, a kid right. because I'll he was it. on variety shows up until maybe late teens really once the jacksons kind of separated just kind of faded um he stopped doing that kind of stuff he really just threw himself into making music producing all of that um but yeah as a kid he did the Sonny and Cher show a couple of times he did Carol Burnett more than once um I forget what else but that'll be an episode also talking about his spots because they're really funny genuinely like the brothers all together are really funny um there's actually a really really famous uh one of the most famous moments in carol burnett history is one of them uh there was an earthquake in the middle of filming and it's and on the carol burnett show mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's all live so like it's just in the middle of the show just an earthquake and carol played it off so smoothly because she's an icon and was that while michael was performing they were in a classroom sketch oh. and again i can dive more into it on a variety show episode because the sketches he were in are just really fun and really just classic 1970s cheesy stuff um but they were all performing in a classroom setting carol burnett was the music teacher and they were all like getting up and singing and stuff and there's one moment where all of a sudden the camera's just shaking violently mm. and then all of them, like you see Michael's face. He's re- he was really afraid of like this was a earthquake. real earthquake. Yes, holy cow, a real earthquake. You see his face drop. He was afraid of stuff like that, as anybody would be. And you see his face drop, and he breaks character, and he's like looking around, like, did anybody else see what just happened? And all the brothers are like chatting and laughing, and Carol walks through the aisle of desks and goes, um, what did she say? She's like, stop talking, stop talking. The earth just moved. And like she played it off because she's a professional. And, you of know, um, but yeah, they were on uh, not just the Sonny and Cher show, but once Cher separated and did the Cher show, they were on that as well. Um, and so he did that for comedy. He was he did a cameo in the second or third Men in Black movie, and it's really bad. But it's um, oh yes, in Men in Black too, he's an alien. Yes. No, 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 no. He's an agent. Oh, an agent. Okay. They he like pops up and he's Agent M, and ah. like he's up on a screen and he's like, "Did you do this thing?" Or I I have not I seen the movie. <laughs> I haven't gotten around to it. I've not making, seen the movie. Music, aliens busted. I'm sorry, it took me this long before I could bust out the voice. Um, I can't promise that I won't do the voice if you have me on. That's more. okay. But you know, I mean it okay. with utmost respect because his voice was just so calming. Yeah. I very, yes. I much enjoy his voice. I agree. His voice was like ASMR before that was a thing. Yeah. Also, to bring back to Carol Burnett. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spoilers for anyone who hasn't caught up. Carol Burnett was on Better Call Saul, which mm-hmm. is a prequel to Breaking Bad, which started in 2007, and he passed away in 2009. Do you think he was a fan of the show before he passed away? Well, Breaking Bad started in 2008, no, by the way. The pilot started in 2007. Well, and then, sorry. Then <laughs> the rest of the And it got picked up. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, okay. Anyway. I believe. Um, that'd be cool. If that... I'm wrong on Wikipedia, <laughs> if I'm wrong on Wikipedia, then... <laughs> That sentence is already wrong. No, but and I know what you mean. If if you look it up and I'm wrong, then 
unsubscribe from this podcast. No, please don't unsubscribe. <laughs> Fine, then double subscribe D- to this yes, podcast. Yes, don't ups- unsubscribe. This is Actually, a... Actually, hit that like and subscribe button right now. Smash that like <laughs> and subscribe button. Leave a comment with the YouTube algorithm. Really Follow us, you know. I'm Michael um... Jackson. <laughs> Um, that would be cool. He liked a lot of stuff if like he, that. If he talked like this, that would be cool. It's me, Michael Jackson. Chamona. <laughs> he did. He liked a lot of stuff like that. Um, like the darker shows and, and movies and stuff, which I, you know, is surprising to a lot of people. But you're right. His voice is very soothing. I've always loved his voice. I know a lot of people make fun of it. But then there are other celebrities with high voices. Well, you know, male celebrities with higher voices and no one makes fun of them. I'm like, why are we just targeting him? Anyways. Um, Oi, you know, I'm Harry Styles. <laughs> that is not what Harry Styles it's sounds me, like. Harry <laughs> Styles. He's like Dobby. Last Harry Styles is free, Harry Potter. Harry Styles Harry, gave me a sock. Harry Potter gave Harry Styles a sock. Dobby is a free Harry Styles fan. Now I've let the voices out of the box. They're not going back in anytime soon. I'm Michael Jackson. Oh my god. It's me, Michael Jackson. All right. Anyways, so I, can I also edit that out if you want. <laughs> That's funny. You can leave. do okay. whatever you. Want. <laughs> it's your podcast. Um, I also want to tell the story of how this all came about. Not even just what I want to talk about what, what on the podcast. Point? Yeah, just well, the idea of it. Okay, tell that, but then also, I think you should, you've got, since you have a list of topics anyway, I think you should maybe just read out that list of topics. Read some of them? Yeah, sure. so people know what to expect. But go ahead and start with, with why, well, why you I will pull it up as started. I am talking. Um, so. There's no people know. Yeah. The, a table of contents, if yeah. you will, as to yeah. what might it, w- it won't be in the order that I read yeah. them of the, you know, release, yeah, but it, it's pick, just kind of. Choose your own adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the brainchild that this podcast became all started because I was here at Dylan's the, house. The multi-billion dollar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wish. I under wish. Under the fedora. Get um, your under the fedora fedoras now. <laughs> that'd be cool. With, uh, the special, uh, brain waves that'll just be in the <laughs> podcast right into your brain. So you don't even need headphones. Yeah, no. And then at yeah. the right time, we'll just flip a switch and you'll all be... I was, oh, wait, we watched the SpongeBob movie the other night. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I did too. <laughs> did you really? Yeah, well, at the Nickelodeon party that oh. I went to. I went to a Nickelodeon. How was that? It Do was tell. great. I have pictures to other show you. Other tidbits you can get in this podcast. Yeah, of I just my life. I think we should life. make it casual to some extent. Yeah, I, uh, I went to a Nickelodeon-themed costume party in August. Did you finally <laughs> dress up as Cosmo, Cosmo Wanda? Yes, my boyfriend and I dressed up as Cosmo and Wanda. Wanda and Cosmo. And uh, we looked... So adorable. We looked did. so good. I have pictures to show you. We looked we looked chef's kiss. Uh, I worked very hard on those costumes. Um, but anyways. She works hard on everything. I try. Um, so anyways, I was here at Dylan's house, and we were playing Lego Star Wars, uh, the Skywalker saga, and just chilling, having fun. And I'm playing some music, and the song Baby Be Mine came on. And I immediately paused the game and started ranting about it because I have very strong, passionate feelings about that song. All positive, all positive. But that song, in my opinion, gets no love. It gets so little attention in his catalog, like in his discography. And yet it's on Thriller. It's the second track of the album. 
and people there are there are like two songs on the album that people just forget about and that's one of them and I think in my personal opinion it is one of his strongest songs it's super fun it it's the off the wall influence reaching into thriller you know like he had done off the wall three years prior and then you know there's there that's a lot of disco elements thriller is more pop and synth elements that he uses later on but baby be mine is kind of the last bit of disco influence mixing with the pop and synth and it is so much fun it is in my opinion one of the strongest songs on the album um but the fact that it's on the best selling album of all time I feel like it should get more attention so I started saying that to Dylan and ranting and you know talking about Michael in the way that I always have and Dylan just looked at me and was like you should start a Michael Jackson podcast I had to say something to get her quiet (laughs) yeah true (laughs) And like, I'm trying to play a video game over here, lady. <laughs> lady. I'm just kidding. And now she won't stop talking. It's true. Now, no, now I'm we're kidding. here. I'm kidding. Um, and I'm happy to be here with you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, and as I'm not, as as uh, the keen observer might be able to tell, I am not the Michael Jackson fan that Tess is. So she's having these conversations, well, this conversation, and maybe more if you want. Mm-hmm. But I do. I want is, you to be on multiple episodes. I'm, I'm very... Uh, new when it comes to michael jackson i i have been listening to him all my life which you gave your backstory i have not given yeah mine. what was do you i have your no first? idea no he was always just been part of the culture timeless so right it was always yeah. just and i grew up in the time when it was mm-hmm. the jokes you yep. know it was easy to make a michael jackson is a terrible person joke well you were you were born the year after dangerous came out and when you were one was the first allegation in 93. And so, yeah, you just kind of grew up in with the mindset of like, yeah, of like, oh, people are saying bad things about him. And, you know, but again, a lot of people don't know their first introduction of him because he's timeless. Like, I just want to keep saying that. But I I can almost guarantee that my actual introduction to michael jackson was weird al yankovic oh probably so yeah well and i remember that being early on for me as well i do i know you joked about it earlier but i do remember you showing me eat it and fat very early on because you were just like i love this guy uh, you know i'm not gonna lie i i heard beat it the other day and eat it is shorter the intro to eat it is shorter it just gets right to it whereas beat it kind of drags it out but not in a bad way it just like gives it mm-hmm. it gives everything eight measures yeah before it comes in whereas beat it or eat it cuts it down to four um maybe i'm wrong you have to count but anyway and i knew i could hear it and it's in a different key and i could hear like this is beat it and when it started and and he started singing beat it i was i knew it was that the whole time but as soon as he started singing i'm like well, that was it. It's not going to be eat it. <laughs> and I just <laughs> had to accept fair. it. That's fair. Uh, I, but but yeah. I will to this day stand <clears throat> excuse me. Stand by the fact that eat it is a better recording than beat it. That's fair. It, That's fair. Maybe not it's a bit thinner because everything of Weird Al's in the uh especially off that record sounds a little thin. Mm-hmm. The in 3D record which mm-hmm. I have on vinyl. Uh, it sounds a little thin, but the guitar solo by Rick Derringer, mm-hmm. 
blows Eddie Van Halen's mm-hmm. out of the water. I love Eddie Van Halen, but man, Rick Derringer's is just so much more tasteful. It's almost almost the same solo, mm-hmm. but I would have to listen to it again. It's it's been a while. It's so much tastier, yeah. and the fact that it leads to an it, explosion. It's tastier. Exactly, Eat it <laughs> exactly, and it leads to an explosion at the end, which is just great. Yeah. I love though that. Um, I know we had, again, we're going to talk about Michael and, and Al's relationship um, and how many times their lives overlapped in odd ways, in weird ways, ha, <laughs> um, throughout their careers. Was that um, a joke? Yes. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't understand. I said weird, like weird Al. Never mind. <laughs> um, but now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Um, oh, but I, I like how um, I would have to confirm this. I would have to research it to confirm it. But like you had told me, Michael's the only artist he's done two songs, two songs of, of yeah. and both are food related. Yeah, And <laughs> like, I believe if there's any others, it's he'll do like one full one and then one short, like maybe mm-hmm. in the polka. Yeah, sampling or, it. Or in yeah. a medley or something. Yeah, so. yeah. Also, go check out Weird Al. He's awesome. <laughs> go check out Weird Al. Yeah, why like not? One of the most prominent cult- pop People culture figures. People my age don't know who he for is. For the last 40 years. People my he's age. He's still relevant. You, I think you're telling I, me the kids don't listen to Foil? Me, no. Me and what my, is wrong with the kids? Me and my buddy Zach, I think, are the only people who went to who would go see we went to the same weird owl show it you know in <sighs> 2016 or whatever it was i didn't come to this podcast to have a bad time <laughs> oh hush um anyways so that's kind of how this podcast idea started i would not have thought of this if you hadn't said it or you know just been like you should you have a lot of feelings about this you should start a michael jackson podcast i didn't think i was that interesting but um you know, yeah, I really well. Well, time will prove that. So. Yeah, no, of course, it's gonna go downhill really <laughs> fast. Um, but you know, I really would not have thought about that uh, if you hadn't said it. And there's not a lot of Michael podcasts out there in the research I've been doing. There's only a few that have stayed updated, like all the ones that I was looking into that you can look up on like Spotify and things like that. Um, you know, their last episodes were like a year ago, two years ago. They just kind of stopped and fell off. Now, I would also be cautious to make sure that you're not covering the same ground they yeah. may yeah. have. However, the difference being is if they cover the same, if we cover the same, if if you cover the same ground that they've covered, then maybe it'll Give just a be take. looked at with a fresher post-Trump yeah. perspective. Mm-hmm. Sorry to bring up politics, yeah. but, you know, it's well, the world. And he might even have to be brought up at some point because they met. Um, and there's a picture of them on like his plane together, you know, before he, when he was just a rich businessman in the eighties and like oh, he ju- was just, uh, yeah, that's before, that's before the chaos. Anyway, well, um, uh, well, well anyways, no so politics. I'm just, I'll read through just a few of the topics that I want to cover on here. No particular order for, you know, release order or anything. Um, but this is just kind of the, the things that I want to dig my heels into and really i want to 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 dig your heels into to use to slide backwards Mm -hmm. i wish i could moonwalk i used to be able to as a kid i used to i would practice in that office that you first showed me that video 
and I, I would we had like those plastic mat yeah. things under the chair and I would watch the video of him doing it and I would sit there doing that with my feet and trying to understand how he would do it and I used to be able to it's mind-blowing to watch that it really is and I um one of the episodes I want to do in the future is either having clips edited in of people I talk to or just me reading off statements from them but like my parents my friends parents talking about growing up in that time when he was at his peak not this yeah not a dead and b like really he was a current famous person because in my life not a bad news figure right and and i feel like we're in a place now where he's not always a bad news figure where where it's no no but it's it the right like you said the elephant in the room it can't be his entire career post yeah 91 you said 92 93 was the the first accusation yeah, so and everything, 05 was the second so everything onward from that had to it had an element things. of of bad yeah. press yeah. yeah and and sorry america but you can be a little touchy from time to time <laughs> And uh, I can imagine how some people would easily latch on to that, mm-hmm. you know. It's easier to read bad news and immediately believe it without doing research. Especially when he's already a character. Yeah. He's, when he's, he's ar- eccentric. Yeah. His skin has already changed color. Mm-hmm. Which he, we will he also talk about. mind-blowingly talented, mm-hmm. which when you are that talented, it requires a level of lifestyle to maintain. Yeah that ability of creativeness and that creates a level of mystique mm-hmm. that people won't, won't understand yeah like uh, coupled with the the yeah. you know the regressed child yeah where aspect. i mean where he lived you know neverland was like his own personal disney and um and people didn't understand that and i think with that comparison people understand the point of places like disneyland of like adults get to be a kid but then they look on places like his home neverland with judgment and are like oh he's weird why would he want that for the same exact reason you are going and paying money to go to disneyland the same reason it's just in his backyard an adult where he could go and ride the rides and heal that inner child and and for the same reasons, you know, what? what you I had a stunt, a stunt show installed. <laughs> Whenever I want to see the stunt show, I'm the only one in the audience. And I make <laughs> them all do stunts for me. Back well, in the basement with you now. I would actually. Sorry. I, I I'm want, sorry. I, I, that's, that'll be. I'm going to portray the, <laughs> like the hyper eccentric version of Michael Jackson throughout this podcast. <laughs> like everything you talk about. If I have an opportunity to, yeah. I will like take okay. it to its hyperbolic okay. extreme. That's okay. Like he owned an elephant. Like Liz, you gave me an elephant. I that I want a fleet of elephants. <laughs> Twenty five <laughs> elephants all on the yeah. stage. Like Michael, <laughs> you're playing a local theater. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> Ten elephants. <laughs> well, he did have a. F- a lot of animals like geez that'll be another thing i talk about because the his animals were the downfall of him working with freddie mercury in in the 80s his animals but i will get your elephants are stinking up the room love no it was his llama if you won't work around my llama i don't want to work with you at all that's kind of what love i don't want the llama on the track (laughs) it's shitting on my shoes this is my Freddie Mercury. <laughs> it's 
he sound like that? He's shitting on my shoes. <laughs> He's Australian. You sound like Steve Irwin. It's me. <laughs> Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. Um, anyways, good. so I, I do want to talk about Neverland in an episode because there's a lot of stuff. Um, if you haven't watched the interview from, oh, when did he do that? 93, I think. Um, if you haven't seen the iconic Oprah Winfrey interview with him, then you don't know a lot about Neverland because she tours it with him and you can see, so like you made the joke of he is the only one in the audience, but he's not, (laughs) (laughs) but he's not. So we had a theater in Neverland and it's, it's set up like a movie theater where you go in and there's popcorn and can't make the same stunt people act out movies for me. (laughs) Well, they show Star Wars. They (laughs) cut his hand off for real. I'll pay you. <laughs> no. So. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. Okay, okay. This is just, I have nothing but respect for the art of Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. But again, to go back to that subject of when you live such an eccentric life yeah. that it becomes hard to understand. Yeah. When I deal with the unknown or death or or just darkness or things that are hard to comprehend, I always address it with humor. Yeah. So it's just very entertaining to imagine Michael Jackson's already turned up to 11 life. Yep. Now turned up to 22. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. um, but I, I do want to talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah. His homes, you know, Havenhurst. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about, um, Havenhurst. Havenhurst. Do you know what that is? Havenhurst. Is that Minnesota? It, n- no. <laughs> No, it's in. <laughs> uh, Ireland. Is that Minnesota? Um, We're going down to Havenhurst. No, kind of. It's, it's me, a... Michael Jackson. Um, so Havenhurst sorry, is the big house that they, the whole family moved into when they first moved to LA. Is it the name um, of the house? Yeah, it's like the it's it might be the street or something, but they just called it Havenhurst, and it was just referencing the big house, and it's this mansion that they all lived in. That I want to say. This was during fame? Yeah. So when the Jackson 5 moved from Gary, Indiana to L.A. Indiana. That's what I was yes. Of, not Minnesota. No, they were they lived in Gary, Indiana, funnily enough, on Jackson Street. That was the name of their street. Wow. Mm-hmm. And they and, lived um, inside Gary. Yeah. <laughs> Did he charge rent? <laughs> um, but the, the little house this that is, they lived in. This will be my role here to throw Tess off. <laughs> the little house... <laughs> I have ADHD. You can't do Gary. that. Um, that little house that they lived in is still there, and I would love to go visit it because people can like go in the yard and like place flowers and things. The family might still own it. I'm not sure, but Havenhurst was the house they moved into when they were really gaining fame as the Jackson Five, and they moved to LA to cut records and stuff. And, um, anyways, back to what we were saying before. I'm buy it and paint it garish colors. Just make it an eyesore for the neighborhood. <laughs> it's actually a beautiful house. It's brick, and it's it's. I I like can envision it right cool, now. Cool. I'll paint over the brick. Yeah, bright yellow, with vomit green <laughs> trim. <laughs> yeah, and purple interspersed with the yeah, no, so it's, and just pop, every polka other dots. Brick. Yeah. So let me read you guys some of the the list here. Yes. Um, let's, yeah. Come on, oh, yeah. Jess. Get into the podcast. Here. Give so, people what they came for. So I want to 
People do what they're paying for, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, for sure. I want to go through, I will do single episodes, one episode per album, and uh, break down kind of each song, give fun facts, mm-hmm. um, talk about artists who featured on it, um, where, like you said, where it ranked on Billboard and the charts and everything. Yeah, I, and our, what, I've, what was around, out around it as well. Right, Because that's something yeah. people are always interested in. Like, yeah. what was in the movie theaters when I was born? Yeah, like, yeah. And so I'm going to do stuff like that. So go through each album track by track and then kind of give the facts and then give my thoughts on the album, if anyone cares. You know, just being like, no, this is... this is of yeah. course, yeah. Um, just give it, it you know... It doesn't have to be f- all factual. It can yeah. be opinions. You know, talking yeah. with you about, like, what are your favorite tracks on this album? Or, like, you know, maybe... And, and I, now I'll have to listen to Yeah, to and it records. might open your eyes and ears to new stuff you've never heard before. Yeah. You know, like, have you... Before I played it, have you ever heard Baby Be Mine? I'm sure I have, yeah. but I don't remember it. Right, because and, uh, people obvi- forget uh, it. Uh, honestly, when I hear the title, I instantly think of a Beach Boys song. It does sound like a Beach Boys song. So. I yeah, it does Baby though. Baby mine. Yeah, right. It does. Um, but yeah, so I want to go through each album track by track, starting with uh, "Got to Be There." You know, well, I don't really want to touch on like the compilation albums that came out, like "Gold" and stuff like that later. I'll but do an episode on those. Yeah, but it's really just the estate throwing songs together and being like, "You've heard these a thousand times. Enjoy. Pay me money for it." You well, know. Well, you know, something maybe worth doing is like if you're out and about at a store and you see a weird Jackson Five compilation mm-hmm. record, yep. like something thrown together by a record company or a foreign release or something interesting, like a record yeah. worth talking about, pick yeah. it up and we'll yeah. do an episode on it. Yeah, because there are, the foreign release thing is something I do want to talk about because in doing my research for like Off the Wall, the song Girlfriend, they released as a single like only in the UK and then it was added onto the album later and it just, things like that I think are interesting. Um, so I want to go through track by track each album. Um, the compilation album I do want to cover is This Is It because that was like released right after he died. It was last project, you know, and that is the only time that the song This Is It had ever been released and the the spoken word poem Planet Earth. Um, he did a book of poetry, which I do want to cover as well. He did a book of poetry and that was one of them. He recorded it for I think the Dangerous album. And they only released it after he died. Now, was this is it his final album, or was that going to be okay? His, was that the final tour he did, or what? Right, that was okay. the last thing he did. Right, was this is it? Yes, which is but, so aptly titled now. Yeah, when you which put that into sadly, yeah, yeah. Um, but technically, the album wasn't the album. <laughs> no, the album wasn't going to exist. Um. Until I mean, they probably would release some sort of promotional compilation album, but the album came out after he died because they were like, yes. "Oh my gosh, push well, like this everything is it. did right." And the movie "This Is It," which became like the highest grossing music documentary, like concert film ever, and I I think it might still hold that title. I'm not fully sure. I'm sorry, I'm gonna interrupt for a second. I just was reminded of a piece of my Michael Jackson history because when he passed away and when that film came out when mm. i haven't seen the film but i've seen clips of it it's amazing when i was briefly at my manager's house at my first job now that manager michael knight jackson <laughs> no michael knight is his stage name 
knight like K with a it, like a like knight rider. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. He is a professional Michael Jackson and Johnny Depp and Justin Timberlake impersonator. Really? really. I did not know that. That's and now wow. at, if you remember that first job that I had, we had uh-huh. to do performances. Yep. In it. Yep. And he decided one day that that would be an excellent showcase for his Michael Jackson act. Uh, so, yeah. So I want to go through track by track, really break them down, you know, talk musician to musician about it. Um, I want to do an episode just on like weird fun facts, um, because the more I'm doing research and kind of like development for the show, the more I'm finding weird things I didn't know. I thought I knew everything. I... I don't talk about my obsession a lot because I find myself obnoxious and just annoying people when I do, but there is so much in my brain about this man. I think everyone has one of those obsessions, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Yeah. Everyone's got to have something they find so good that other people are just like, yeah, dude. Stop. Yeah. Yep. yep. We know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You like. That thing. Foam. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, you know, always just kind of felt, found myself feeling just very obnoxious about it um, due to some people in my life. And I mean, why do you think and, they keep changing the subject? Yeah. <laughs> it's, by the end of this, it's not even a Michael Jackson podcast. It's just you talking about It's a about podcast it. about foam. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just, there's mm. so much in my head about this man that I felt like I wanted to talk uh, about. And so much under your fedora. Yeah. I did have a fedora. We're both point. wearing fedoras right now, by the way. <laughs> and uh, we're both wearing full suits. I have a glove. I have a sequin suit. glove. on. Yeah. It, me too. <laughs> I have two on. Yeah. We're both wearing yeah. the same glove. <laughs> Our hands yeah. in the same glove. Yeah, exactly. um, yeah, it's, you know, times are tough. Yeah. <laughs> we can only afford one. Yeah. But um we but spent so, all the money on the suits. Yeah. That's why he only had one. He could only afford one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so we I, raided his estate for, yeah. for this. Oh, I wish. They need anyways. So they need to be raided? No. They I was gonna say they need to turn Neverland into a museum, but that would have gotten me on a whole tangent. That just yeah. Is it not? It's not. You it can't is empty. It? it no. The gates are shut and it is empty. It has a lot of his stuff in it. Why but is it not like a functioning theme park? Ask the estate. I don't know. I re- I I wish it was because that money, the estate is filthy rich. They could use that money and donate it to his charities. Yeah. You know, yeah. like take that money and put it into the Michael Jackson burn victim unit that he created. Put it into the into the Heal the World Foundation hmm. and the Heal the Heal the World LA Foundation that his son now runs. Like do something good with it that he would have done himself if he was still alive. This is the quality content right here, folks. Yeah. Seriously, just um, hot takes. And, and, and well-researched things. Yeah. And actually, I might have to correct myself in a later episode, but if I'm not mistaken, Justin Bieber wanted to buy Neverland for that purpose, mm. to turn it into a, a Michael Jackson museum with all of his stuff because not a lot of people have seen the inside of Neverland. His famous friends, the family friends, 
all the sick and dying kids that he would bring in to They're still there. Yeah. Um, cut out. But the, <laughs> no um, medicine in here. <laughs> um, but they, uh, he, you know, he would do all these kind things. So o- only those people got to see it. And Justin Bieber wanted to make it a Michael Jackson museum to showcase like, like exactly what we're doing right here in this podcast. This is the artist behind yeah. all of the art that you know and the estate said to no. our museum gallery yeah right i wish um but they uh they said no and um and they just like do you think it was because it. it was justin bieber like no and, and the- there is the same kind of maybe not the same but there's mm. the same kind of level of cultural ickiness towards justin bieber i don't think there is though his fan base is still so it's big but he's still one of those artists that like you know dads will be like you justin bieber they all still think he's 12 yeah yeah or you know i don't know i don't i don't think it's that because i don't think the family has access to it either i've seen photos of like paris his daughter outside of the gates like posing like hey look what i'm driving by on my drive to work or whatever um and i don't know why i said crying <laughs> well probably i would are you kidding me i cried when i saw his handprints in cement i sobbed um i went to uh disney world uh, uh last year last summer for the very first time in my life and we were outside of a ride waiting in line and i see all these handprints and i'm like oh my gosh that's so fun we step out of line my my friend's family holds our place and me and my best friend are walking around looking at the handprints and i find his i didn't know they were there and I found his and I just stared at them for probably two minutes. And I just started sobbing because that was just the closest I had ever been to him, if that makes sense. It was just like, wow, he he stood right here. These are his handprints. Those are his footprints. He took like a stick and signed his name right there. And that was just, it was such a an emotional moment for me as a fan that I just started crying and my friend came over and was like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm really not. I'm really not. I'm going to lick the spot. <laughs> Literally. But I, I knelt down and I, I did the cliche thing and I put my hands in his hands and I just kind of stared at like my hands and his How hands. How big are his hands? They're actually very big. They're mm. pretty big. I have a picture of it. I, it would take me a minute to mm. find it, but um, his hands are pretty big. He always had just like big, man hands i guess i don't know a good way man hands yeah but it just i'm sorry go ahead no just saying it was just really emotional and to you know my my feet are much wider than his so like mine just kind of like stood like a enveloped his (laughs) shoe prints my feet Um, are wide and michael jackson's mm -hmm. feet well he had very narrow feet especially wearing loafers all the time just very narrow loafers and um, but I put my hands in his hands. How, and... how could he stand on, uh, with such big hands on such narrow feet? <laughs> it just Surely... got, it starts wide at the top yeah. and gets narrow at the top. He wasn't moonwalking. He was just sliding backwards yeah. from the weight of his um, hands. But so, yeah, it was just a really emotional moment because I had never been around any of his stuff before. I, I really want to go to the museums of what is it like there's like a museum of pop culture and like a movie museum and stuff out in LA and they have a lot of his stuff a lot of his clothes um very iconic outfits the Motown 25 outfit the dangerous tour uh unitard stuff like that and I've never seen that stuff the closest I've been is I I saw a 
I've been to a wax museum where I saw wax figures and I saw at the Hard Rock Cafe in Washington, D.C., I saw a vest that he wore as a kid, like from the Jackson 5. It was like a rainbow argyle knitted situation in the front and just a like a black panel in the back and then had fringe at the bottom and they had it framed and I literally I remember I was in the eighth grade and I just stood there and stared and I started crying because I was like I didn't know it was there so I was like holy shit oh my god like it was just it was it was amazing and you know standing on a staircase holding up the line behind me just like oh you know in awe of this of a vest that his mom probably sewed um anyways so that's, more that's awesome man. yeah um so the handprint was a really cool thing but anyways i have um one more thing uh mm-hmm. to go back to to neverland ranch mm-hmm. I, did you know that they because it was such a big plot of land excuse me that uh the state had asked him if they could put a like an uh an airplane strip in it really and he said no and they said, why? He said, because it's Neverland Ranch. I really believed you. I believed you. Um, Did our grandfather so, just show up to the Right? Podcast? That definitely was a, that was a, that was a him type Papa, of Papa, do you know Aerosmith? Yeah, he's Mrs. Smith's son. Yeah, right. Um, so stuff like that. I want to do a fun facts episode. I Which want... here's a fun fact. What, what connects Aerosmith and Michael Jackson? hearing the crickets in the background because i don't know um one song oh come together well i don't know why that took me so long that's the only um i was about to say only cover but it's the only uh beatles cover that he ever did after he bought that catalog he only did two covers in his whole career right no no. no, he did many on the early stuff. We'll we'll talk about his oh, early yeah, albums. Yeah. Like as... half of those were covers from like Motown standards and jazz standards and stuff and like Stevie that. Stevie Wonder too, right? No, he didn't do a Stevie Wonder cover. Oh yeah, Stevie Wonder wrote a lot of songs for Motown artists. Yes, um, so some of them were written by Stevie, but not necessarily like direct yeah. covers. Um, one he, of well, them he gave a lot of songs to people like um, yeah. Uh, Minnie Riperton. Yes, which also has a connection to Michael, which we will talk about in another episode. High voices. Um, well, yes, but they did a song together that was only released after she died because um, her husband had to fix it. And she went, let me show you. Yeah, right. You want to hear some shit? <laughs> yeah. You want to hear a um, So I want to do an episode called I Love to Tour. So wait, what did and you say about Minnie Riperton? They did a song together and uh, it was only released after she died mm. because... They hadn't fully finished it, so her husband had to go in and finish it and, like, fix it up for them and then released it. And I didn't know that, and I didn't even know she was dead until yeah. I was looking into the song. And she I was like, hold up. Young. Yeah, I was like, hold up. Minnie Riperton is dead, and her daughter is Maya Rudolph? Right. Excuse me? I had no idea. And, and then, her father was the producer. Yeah, and so her husband, like, fixed up the song and everything. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous song. Yeah. Um, Which one is this? I'm in love again. That's what it's called. I'm and in that, love again. That'll be another episode where Tess uh, reviews, not reviews, but goes through. I could review them. Songs, but yeah, give him. Well, well yeah, you go not, through them, but give yeah. him a little review as yeah, well. Yeah, not even just songs um, that he was on of other artists and and uh, songs of his that other artists were featured on. Exactly, like he was on two Paul McCartney songs, and Paul McCartney was such. on one of his songs. You know, so 
I, I have duets and features that he did, which will surprise you. They really surprised me. He's on like a reggae song from the 90s. It was weird, but I liked it. Um, You know, talking about songs he was on that maybe just aren't in the mainstream. You know, he did backup for like Kenny Rogers on a couple of songs, but people don't always hear the song and go, oh, that sounds like Michael Jackson. They're on, oh, that's Kenny Rogers, you know, Um, and then people who are on his music, which is a, a shorter list, but it is still very interesting. Um, I only know Kenny Rogers from Kenny Rogers Jackass. <laughs> um. So anyways, I want to do... Is he a musician? <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> so I want to do an episode called I Love to Tour. And if you are a Michael fan listening, you probably understand that reference. Maybe. Uh, maybe. I will talk about that reference more. It's a hilarious reference. I showed the video to I'm not Dylan. Well, you laughed when I showed you the video um, of that clip. Yeah, so you stopped showing me the video. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So I want to talk about each tour that he did kind of in depth. Um, the records that were set, because um, I think it still holds the record, like the bad tour was one of the most viewed tours it like was a it, pretty good tour contrary mm-hmm. to the name yeah and it just it i think it might still hold the record i'm probably not but um just selling the most seats the most sold out shows you know um you know talk about his health during those tours and the decline of his health over time during them um oh, his that's ba- why it was called the bad tour because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he lost 10 pounds of water per tour that's yeah that yeah <laughs> um and talk about his backup bands he and would go on stage with a 10 gallon jug and gradually <laughs> yes, yeah the course of the show. um but talking about his relationship to touring and how he uh worked through that and how he well okay <laughs> um i took my headphones off but in a concerning manner um so I want to <laughs> I want to talk about, you know, his relationship to touring his backup bands cuz I mean, some really interesting that Cheryl Crow went on the bad tour with him. She was his backup singer. That's how she got started in music. Oh. And they would do duets on stage together and then she, he and he was like, "Release your solo stuff." And she did, and now she's Cheryl Crow. You know, now she is, you know, this iconic solo artist. Um like I said, I want to talk about duets. <laughs> who did um i want to talk about duets and cheryl features did a bond song do you know a bond song cheryl oh i Crow actually did? don't know what song tomorrow never dies i did not know that yes. that's so interesting um i want to do episodes on each of the siblings and how like their careers kind of like uh you know exploded out as solo artists especially janet you know talking about her i mean they called him the king of pop and they called her you know the queen of pop and um, talking about the siblings and she's definitely the closest in fame to him oh of course yeah i there i mean there is a sibling that like nobody even knows about jim no no um the oldest jackson there's nine of them jesus there's there's Do they know what was causing it just a lot of sex <laughs> um uh her name is reby and she's the oldest she was the firstborn and Reby, mm-hmm, Reby Jackson, and Re- she R-I-B-I? had no R E B B I E. I know it looks like Reby, but it's pronounced Reby. 
Yeah, right. It's odd. Um, huh. But so but she had like she had a music career, a prominent music career in the 80s, and then she just dipped. She was like, I'm not doing fame. I'm not going to be like my siblings. And she all she does now is just like raise her family and just be a mom and a Jackson. And huh. yeah, um, she she released a couple of albums, I think, like very close together. And then was just like, peace. You know, Michael made the albums for her, produced them, was a backup singer on some of her songs, which we'll talk about on the duets and features episode. Because her music was good. Her music, very classic 80s pop. I've never even heard of her. I can't wait to listen to this Yeah, one. it's really, it's super interesting. Um, She has a song called Centipede. Centipede? Yes, Centipede. Mm. And um, it's really good. Very 80s very very 80s um and michael is a backup singer Mike, michael and jack J- michael Ma- and jackson yes michael and janet do the backup vocals on that song and it's really it's really good Darn, um, i wanted jackson on that one too <laughs> was there so, a jackson jackson no i right, no. name all the kids in order okay Go, you have 10 seconds in in order Maybe okay hold on give me give me ready? a second give me a second reby jackson yeah. Jackie Jackson. I knew it. There was a Jack Jackson. Well, you said Jackson Jackson. His name is Jackie. Uh. I, I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> Reby, Jackie, Tito, Jermaine. I'm trying to... You said in order, so I don't know their ages. Marlon, who is a twin. He had a twin brother and his brother died like two days after he was born. So Marlon, it's only Marlon. Um, okay, Reby, Jackie, Tito, Jermaine, Latoya, Michael is Lat- I don't remember if Latoya is older or younger than him. Maybe a little younger. I don't know the order, but I know all of them. All right, Latoya, just, just Janet. Yeah. Um, so is that nine or is that eight? So. Yeah, all right. Go ahead. Reby. Two hand it. Reby, Jackie, Jermaine, Tito, Marlon, Michael, Latoya, Janet. There's eight, not nine. My mistake. There's eight. Nine, nine, if that childhood lived. Randy, there is nine. I forgot Randy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Wait, Randy Jackson of like American? No, no, no different Randy, different Randy. So, because he joined the Jacksons, and that's why they changed their name from Jackson 5 to the Jacksons, because Randy joined as a kid. He was the one playing the bongos. Mm. Um, we can't call it the Jackson yeah. Six. Yeah, no. So Jackson Nine, yeah. maybe, but yeah, can't so get there, these are the damn kids involved. There is nine. I apologize. Oh, like I want to yeah. play Game Boy. <laughs> so the three girls: Janet, Latoya, Reby. Janet. Oh, and La- yeah, you can't include them. No, well, no, the I'm 60s, saying. So I get I'm it. saying this is the 70s. Fine, so 70s. Saying, you get it. So, Women okay. can't be singers. <laughs> so the three girls: Janet, Latoya, Reby. Janet has Janet has like the most fame out of the three of them. Latoya, some fame. She's very controversial. Why? In herself. Back in the eighties, I'll cover her more in another episode. Back in the eighties, she or maybe even the nineties, she wrote some things about her family that were very distasteful. But also, it's her truth. I get that. But I guess in her career and in her life, she kind of flip-flopped between, like, my family is a menace and I don't get along with them. But also, hey, I love you guys. Will you produce my music for me? Yeah. 
Um, and also, I'm rich and privileged. Right. Must play and, a factor into um, it. And then after he died, she really, <clears throat> she started showing up on like talk shows and reality shows being like, I feel his spirit around me. And, and which is, I mean, fair and valid. Like, believe what you want to believe. I believe in that kind of stuff. Like, spirits and souls and orbs and photos and things like that. You know, I think it's really interesting. Um, but really, like, right after he, he died, she just started showing up on, like, reality shows and talk shows talking about this. And I'm like, okay, are you grieving with your family or are you contacting psychics to talk to him? And then talking about it on a reality show. So, I don't know. I, I think she's probably very, very nice in real life. Um, I don't know her. But well, we've got her lined up as a guest on the podcast. Oh, so. That'd be cool. Honestly, I would like to talk to her. Because I, I, that'd be cool if I could talk to one of them. Just to be like, what was that like, genuinely, growing up? Because we saw what they wanted us to see. They showed us their personas but what do they do when they're all just like having a barbecue at home you know eat food yeah which is like we don't always think of celebrities as normal people like that but they were just normal people all of them pooped yeah which is also an episode on poop (laughs) no but that is a good segue into part of an episode that i want to talk about like his relationship to the press because one time they hid a camera in his toilet The shock on Dylan's poop, face. Poop cam? Yeah, well, you know, they wanted, you know, they wanted to see stuff. You know, they, you know, he opens it, they get a shot of what they need. And so the, it was hiding cameras all around his house was a big thing that he had to deal with. And one of them, he talked about it on an interview with... If I found it, I would have pooped on it. <laughs> all right. Um, he talked about it very briefly. I found your camera. Come get it back. <laughs> it's in a sealed bag. Yes, exactly. Hold in the freshness. Um, ew. Um, peed in it, too. <laughs> <laughs> he talked about it very, very briefly on an interview with Barbara Walters um, in 95... 96 yeah like 95 or 96 after he had his son um because they were talking about his kid and everything and um and he had mentioned it in passing i think it was just a sore subject for him but that they he like opened his toilet and it was just like a noise because it was just taking photos be activated by the lid yeah so yes poop was a good segue to that um so I want to talk about. I was it. just throwing out cat litter. Yeah, right. I just so I just want to talk about his relationship to the press. I want to talk about his kids and their careers now. You know, Paris is an actress and a model and a musician now, and her music is really great. Um, you know, Prince is an activist and a director, and so I want to talk about them. Um, I want to talk about his famous friends. He had sort of like a Rat Pack esque group around him of really interesting characters. You know, Liz Taylor, Princess Diana, Brooke Shields being his girlfriend for all those years. And um, and those relationships kind of like fading away. But then how his effect on their lives was so monumental. Um, I want to talk about his acting cameos, films that he made, produced, directed, all of that. Um, like Captain EO, the movie Moonwalker. I want to talk about that. 
um like we covered before i want to talk about this is it and his death because i feel like i see online the common thread between a lot of people is that everybody remembers where they were when they found out that michael jackson died i remember that entire i remember every detail of that moment um and i feel like a lot of people feel that way about certain uh celebrities icons artist deaths um and i i remember everything about that night um i remember where i was when billy eilish was born what <laughs> what i don't know i just figured i'd take a celebrity that was younger than young and yeah su- and just supplant that she's younger than me that's crazy um i want to talk about jackson five and his journey through motown um and his relationship with Barry Gordy, all of that kind of stuff, and the transition from Jackson 5 to the Jacksons, which kind of ultimately led to their, uh, I don't want to say like downfall or irrelevancy because they're so relevant still, um, but just their, their fade. You know, they, they peaked, and as every artist does, there's a decline, but they were still super popular. Um, I want to dedicate a whole episode to Motown 25 because of just how iconic that is. Um, I want to talk about the, okay. I want to talk about the evolution of his dance style because it really let that motorcycle go by. I want to talk about the evolution of his dance, um, just because that changed so much in his life. Um, the posthumous albums, the unreleased tracks, because I have a lot of thoughts about the unreleased tracks regarding the estate. Especially um, all the remixes that were done with his voice afterwards. That could be an episode in and of itself. Yeah, the um, which actually new stuff has happened with that. Um, those tracks have actually been taken off of streaming sites. So when you open up the 2009, excuse me, 2010 self-titled Michael album which was a bunch of unreleased tracks a couple of them they're called the casio tracks because that is the last name of the guy who did the voice double um you can't listen to those anymore Hmm. um which those are the ones like michael jackson and biggie smalls and such right no no so the two that were taken off that were voice dubbed were just two solo songs 50 cent is features on that album Hmm. on a song called monster but that is michael um, but no, the songs were keep, keep your head up and breaking news. Um, those songs, they were written by Michael, produced by Michael, all that, but he never finished them or he never wanted to or whatever. Um, and they're from like the nineties and stuff like that, early two thousands. And they, so they had a voice double, like a dupe who sounds like him, uh, record them and they released that dupe. Yeah. Dupe. Um, so I want to talk about the posthumous albums. Um, I want to talk about the re-release anniversary albums because one is actually coming up this year uh, in November. Thriller 40 is coming out. Um, so when that happens, I want to record an episode reviewing like the un- the the hopefully unreleased tracks that they'll release on that album. That was they- 83? 82. 82? Mm-hmm. Thriller's 82. Yeah, right? <laughs> Yeah, 82, bad is 87. So, like, there were there were some gaps in between. And you, yeah, I remember you saying that there's there hasn't been a re-release of one album and it's frustrating to a it, lot of fans. Yes, that is something I really want to touch on. It is 
the whole dangerous 25, dangerous 30, all of that is so frustrating as a fan who is craving more content from this artist um, because the estate is just not listening. They're like, no, we're going to give you Thriller 40, the same album that you've heard a lot. Maybe they want to dive into it, but it's dangerous, so. (laughs) But what about history? Everyone wants more history. Well, you can easily go into history, you know, and just Mm -hmm. it's easy to dig up the past. No, for sure. But to get dangerous, you know, you got to involve OSHA, Mm -hmm. (laughs) take safety protocols. (laughs) Um, But so, yeah, I definitely want to touch on the the dangerous lack of of re-release you know there was a there was a the dangerous tw- lack of yeah re-release. there was there a- is a dangerous lack of re-release i agree for this album. i agree um there's a thriller 25 there's a bad 25 but then they just skipped over everything else and now are doing now it's doing thriller 40 i'm like but there's so much potential in like dangerous in history and the anniversary of that but i won't get into that now that's an um, episode that's an episode own. Um, I want to talk about episode. I want to talk about musicians that worked with him and toured with him and where they are now, um, because a lot of them just stayed with him throughout his career because they loved working with him so much. His, uh, the guy who did the keys for like his bad tour also did the keys for like this is it, you know. Um, so I want to talk about his music videos or he just liked to call them short films because that's really what he made them into was just he fleshed out things and made them into short films. I mean, Thriller is like 14 minutes yeah. long. He holds the record for the longest music video. Um, Trapped in the Closet. What? I'm just kidding. No, no, not the song in the closet, which is a song. Oh, no. Well, that, uh which Another also problematic artist is R. R. Kelly, but that's a real problem. Oh, artist. Ooh, yeah. But I mean, he's in jail it, now. Wasn't his trapped in the closet like twenty eight minutes or something like that of just like one music video? I have video? no idea. Anyway, but um, Michael Jackson's Ghosts short film, yeah, uh, is thirty eight and a half minutes. Because it was the like song? Oh, minute thirty. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Ghosts is like three and a half, four minutes. But he turned it into a short film with like a plot and a theme, and it features three songs two or three songs in it Hmm. so it's like a short film with a few songs so it's a long music video with different songs it features ghosts too bad and maybe something else i'll have to rewatch it it's been a little while since i've seen it but he plays like three roles in it that he does prosthetics in it it's crazy um i want to talk about that the people who like featured in his short films so many celebrities uh the liberian girl music video will probably just be one episode in and of itself because there's like 40 celebrities in that music video um and which weird al is in which is another connection with them um uh you know eddie murphy in the remember the time video chris tucker in the you rock my world video marlon brando in the you rock my world video um people stuff like that um i want to talk about marlon brando doing in that video he plays like an old gangster type of guy, what like a, a like a pimp type of guy. He's okay, like, that's different. Yeah, he's like an old gangster mob pimp type of. He has that kind of vibe. Right, I well, don't think he's necessarily a pimp. He's not doing the Godfather thing. Kind of. Okay. Kind then, yeah, of. I figured yeah. that's probably what he he was um, brought in for at the time. Yeah, 
Uh, I want to talk about We Are the World as its own episode, talking about how that came about, the brainstorm of that, um, and all the artists who featured on that, just iconic, iconic artists. And then the We Are the World 2, I guess I could call it that, the second song that came out in the early 2000s featuring Michael. Hey, but hey We Are the World 2, okay? <laughs> Not just um, you guys, but with like newer artists and everything. Um, so I want to talk. I want to talk about boomers. <laughs> I want we're the world too. Okay. I want to talk about the Simpsons episode, yeah. Stark raving dad. I want to talk about that. Um, I want to talk about his Pepsi commercials because those are very iconic moments in his life. And of course, the um, hair and the fire and everything, and the cameos in those. And because he did so many, like he did multiple Pepsi commercials throughout Pep, his life. The Pepsi generation. Yeah, which was the one that I showed you with the kid and everything. Your yeah. Pepsi generation. Yeah. Um, Just a girl that says that I like Coke, <laughs> but I'm like, nope. Have a Pepsi. <laughs> so I want to talk about the Pepsi commercials. I want to talk. I want to do like a two-parter on the parents and their backstories and how they came together and had the kids and how they kind of formed the Jackson Empire. That it really has become just yeah. an empire. Um, an I, American like, dream, you'd say. Uh, that will also be an episode. Yeah. <laughs> the Jacksons, an American dream. A um film the the it's vh1 yeah um it's a two-part film it's like five hours long television um, event yeah i've seen it many times um i want to talk about that television event i want to talk about like the variety show appearances which i have written down right here um i want to talk about his relationship to the beatles like we said in the beginning of this um neverland and its Who's purpose that? Um, they're a really niche underground band. You probably don't know who they are. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> um, I want to talk about the iconic interviews because he didn't do many interviews growing up. And, and he did a lot young, but as he got older, he didn't do a lot. So there are a few very iconic ones. The Oprah interview, the Diane Sawyer interview. Um, That's the one where the Oprah one's where he jumps up on the couch, right? And like grabs her hands. He's like, I love Katie Holmes. That is Tom Cruise. Um, and she's like, you get a car. I wanted to talk about the Diane Sawyer interview with Lisa Marie because that's the only interview they ever did together um, because people were asking really inappropriate questions and Lisa was just having enough of it. So she was like, we're going to do this one interview and we're going to shut people up. Um, I want to talk about the Barbara Walters interview after he had his first uh, first kid. Um, I want to talk about his other talents. Um like I said, visual artist, just the stuff he did with the media, all of that, um, beatboxing, stuff like that. Like he just l hidden talents that he had. Um, I want to talk about feuds that he had, his feud with his sort of feud, sort of feud. Because uh, that re I guess it wasn't really a feud, but um, with Madonna and Prince and stuff like that. Um, oh. It's like, no, my, my Weird Al cover is better. <laughs> like a surgeon um i want to talk about his controversies obviously we will get to that um and i really i have an episode that i i really want to do um and i want it's it's going to be called clearing the air and i want to utilize that time to debunk like tabloid headlines and stuff that are just like we said people hold on to bad media so easily as the truth 
um, but never really look into what it is. So they read a headline, they take it at face value and are like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like, yeah, Michael Jackson sleeps in a hyperbaric chamber. Totally. That totally makes sense to me and not, they don't read on. What would you say to the rumors that he was, yeah, he helped the aliens build pyramids? (laughs) God, I hope so. That's why they look so pretty. He did it. (laughs) Pointing. Yeah. He, was, he, he likes pointing things. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, like, you know, that was a title. So I'm sorry, okay. folks. I have been such a distracting voice in this podcast, but oh, I think I it's it. all for the purpose of, mm-hmm. of just, just balancing out how much knowledge you have to just really show, boy, this other kid is dumb. <laughs> no, I love it, though, because I think that's so interesting, a fan talking to, like, a casual fan. You know, like... um you know, someone who I'm knows less a casual fan. I'm a fan with benefits. You know, no, for sure you are because you know some of the the hits as you know the hits as well as a little bit more. Um, you know, everybody knows the song "Bad," but does everybody know the song "Leave Me Alone" or another That's one part of, my of favorites. me? Favorites, right? You know those songs, but if someone just hears them on the radio, they don't know that song. What was you that know. second one you listed? Another part of me. I don't know that one. That is the first track that is the first track on the bad album it is fantastic it was in captain eo which will be in a later episode mm-hmm. um uh and also we'll talk stop i'm you're gonna give me the tingles this is really gonna kickstart my asmr career i think bottle. i now think you're gonna start doing asmr oh, i want to this is michael jackson Carolyn. Who is Carolyn? That's uh, I'm, well, that's uh, the voice of Z- Zelda Rubenstein. What? She's in the Poltergeist movies. Oh, I've never Carol-Ann. seen that. Oh God. Poltergeist three used to scare the bejesus out of me when I was a child. I've never. Upon seen reflection, them. it's not that scary, but yeah. but there are some images in it that you'd be like, yeah, that would really terrify a child. Yeah. Um, However. However, Michael Jackson isn't in that movie. No, <laughs> if he was, I would have watched it. What he was almost in was the Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. And not almost, not he, no. he didn't have a chance. He auditioned. No, he didn't. He, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Did he really? Yes, I'm not kidding. He auditioned but for he, Jar Jar. He wanted to do Jar right. Jar in full prosthetics. But there was another movie that he auditioned for. I wrote it down somewhere. I know I did. We'll come back to it. Yeah. He auditioned for another movie that was like shocking to me that he went in and like actually auditioned for this Caligula. No. (laughs) No. Um, Wait, it actually might be on this fun fact sheet. We can edit out this gap. I want to look it up. I found it. I found it. I found it. Magic Mike XXL. No. So one of the fun facts I will spoil here, but I'll, I will I will talk no I will talk more about it in Gone the fun facts the no in the fun facts episode. Um, so he he almost bought the rights to Marvel and Spider Man, yeah. as we all know. As of um, course, everyone duh, knows that. common knowledge. I just learned it. <laughs> um, so he almost bought the rights to Spider-Man and Marvel because he wanted to play Spider-Man in some sort of what? Yes, I'm not kidding. He wanted to play Spider-Man. Miles Morales didn't exist in, yet, but that, in, that's not even the thing. It's just like, no. I can, can you see Michael Jackson as Spider-Man? No, but um, the thing is, I'm his spin a web. His audition 
He went in later to in life. To who audition to? Sam Raimi? No, the Marvel execs. Whoever directed the movie, I'm about to tell you. Which movie? X-Men. He audit. Stop clicking. <laughs> he auditioned to play. No. He auditioned for a specific role. Do you want to know Mystique. Who? No. He auditioned. Him and Janet auditioned. He wanted to audition for Professor X, and she auditioned for Storm. Huh. I think she would have made a cool Storm. She would have made with a the cool white storm. hair. Well, everything. it would have been very obvious. Oh that yeah, it was Janet Jackson. Yeah, and it would have. You know, I could see Michael Jackson playing Professor X with just, the bald cap just and everything, seamlessly blending in, and you not being able to tell at all that it's Michael Jackson, and yeah. that not taking you out of the movie at all in the slightest. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so he, this is literally what I it's wrote. It's me. I'm in your brain. My, Can you my, hear me? I'm, my, I'm not moving my mouth. Isn't that cool? Now, now look, I am moving my mouth and now I'm not, but you can still hear what I'm saying. You're so old and your bones are metal. That's gotta be painful. I have but, trouble sleeping. Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, he uh, he auditioned to be Professor X in the first X Men movie, and uh, Janet auditioned for Storm oh. beside uh, you know Halle Berry and everything. Mutation, it is the key to our evolution. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just I I want to Logan. So <laughs> I said before I want to talk about his feuds. Um, I want to talk about the controversies, and like I said, so clearing the air. Magneto, that's my feud. <laughs> I'm always feuding with him. He's so angry all the time. He doesn't understand. <laughs> so, just, okay. Just want to raise my ex-kids. So the original mm. point here, I keep getting I'm off, sorry. off topic. No, it's also me. Because I, I think of something. Because you and let I, me carry on with this and you don't just kick me in the dick. Well, like. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even that. I just, I get a thought in my head and I, no, I, I'm just like, <laughs> that was me. I just kicked him in the dick. So I get a thought and I'm like, I have to say it because it's so interesting, you know, um, but I will save things. I'll learn to control myself. Um, but clearing the air, my original point, I want to make an episode called clearing the air, debunking things. I brought up the hyperbaric chamber thing. That was a real headline because they took a picture of him in a chamber, like a glass tube, yeah. plastic tube chamber thing and, and put it in in the news and was just like he sleeps in a hyperbaric chamber and it reverses the aging effect so he never has to grow up peter pan nye, nye, nye. but what it was it, a tanning mm, bed no it was a burn victim unit bed yeah. it's it's a chamber that people who have severe burns third degree burns um burns that have paralyzed them burns that have uh you know just completely destroyed them uh, they get in this chamber and I'm not fully sure what it does. Um, but it helps them in some way. It's medicinal in some way. Maybe it like helps them breathe. Like they in put in like an, it's like a big full body nebulizer maybe type of thing. Yeah. Um, and it's like an oxygen thing and it helps like reoxidize their skin and everything. Um, so they can start to heal. And he donated the money for this piece of high tech equipment to be put in the Michael Jackson burn victim unit, which he developed after he got second degree burns and maybe third degree. I'm not fully sure. Second degree burns, um, on his head and face from the Pepsi fire. So he, he created this burn victim unit because he's like, wow, I really feel for 
these kids and these adults who were just destroyed from this. So he donated all that money. He went inside of... Hello. Hi, Dylan's cat just walked into the room. She's our special guest. Um, he donated this piece of equipment, the money to do it and everything. And he got inside of it to check it out. And somebody took a picture and sold it to like an English tabloid. And they took it and ran with it. So people hear he sleeps in a hyperbaric chamber, but it's him really just fully kind of, clothed. Yeah, it's him just knocking around in there, being like, "What is this thing that I spent millions of dollars on?" You know, um, what is this? Yeah. So I want to. Why I got I got in it before I knew what it was. Yeah. So I want to. Clear... What were those pills that I just took? So I want to clear the air with some of those. Right. (laughs) Just Michael Jackson with a pacifier, like, (laughs) at a rave, spinning glow sticks. Oh, my gosh. That'd be amazing. I'd pay money to see that. Um, But so I want to clear the air with some of those headlines that are very misleading. Because, like, one of my favorite quotes of his is, um, lies run sprints, but the truth runs marathons. And that's really what I want to really drive home with those types of episodes so that's that's what i want this podcast to be and uh i know it's been a really weird episode so far but i'm this having is the fun. introductory episode let people know what they're mm-hmm. up against yeah and um what it'll they're in for yeah yeah what's coming their way yeah you better block your doors <laughs> bolt your windows and put on your best headphones fedora fedora <laughs> headphone fedora i had a fedora i dressed up as michael jackson twice for halloween when i was a kid maybe not you know looking back that maybe sounds not like that's one time that's uninspired I'm what kidding. wait what <laughs> no I, i'll just do it again well i i really liked it is because I'm my just a friend I'm, fr- I'm, I'm kidding a friend of mine I'm had kidding. this jacket that was very military okay <laughs> that was very like military style um it had it was navy blue and it was like a suede material and it had zippers in like a military style in the front and it looked like something he would wear so i borrowed it from her and was like can i wear this for halloween and i wore it one year when i was do you have pictures of this no this is very old i was probably 10 the first time i wore it and maybe i wore it the following halloween when i was like that was 11. like 83 years ago so yeah i know it's been 84 years looking back i and I probably can still smell, smell the fresh fresh fedoras <laughs> jack son <laughs> taught me how to love again honestly yes on a boat <laughs> in the ocean oh my gosh where am i um <laughs> so that's an aspect of titanic that's missing yeah. she just continuously forgets where she is that's so sad i know it's sad but god i love that That movie. would make it very realistic yeah. like yeah she's a sharp old woman but it's fading yeah. god i love that movie sorry um uh, random tangents yeah what do you think michael jackson thought of titanic Oh, he probably loved it. I want to audition for rose i could <laughs> i could probably find some sort of connection between the two, let's see, because he's been around. Michael Jackson, Titanic. And the iceberg that hit them was kind of round, so I can see the connection. Wait, what? what? Titanic and Michael Jackson, Him to the Sea by James Horner. Titanic lyrics. What? Like he put lyrics to that song? What? He wrote the lyrics to My Heart Will Go On. No, 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 of Him to the Sea, which, um, 
is like is my favorite instrumental from the movie mm. this is going to turn into a titanic podcast really fast titanic is my favorite movie of all time i'm unashamed to say and michael jackson is my favorite movie of all time <laughs> as he should be no he never really said anything about so t- you put Titanic. lyrics to that song? I don't know. I just looked up Michael Jackson Titanic, and then these videos say Michael Jackson Titanic lyrics, Michael Jackson Titanic music, Titanic and Michael Jackson Hymn to the Sea by James Horner. Hmm. Michael Jackson recreates a Titanic scene. Oh, that's not what happened. <laughs> it says recreates a Titanic scene while serenading a Korean fan. That is not what happened. The cherry picker that Michael was on, which is um, a thing that lifts the artist up into the air. It's called a cherry picker. And it's a big ladder with a little circular platform. And during the song Earth Song, he would go up there and like hover over the crowd and sing this song. And a fan while in Korea ran up. He got past security and he ran up the ladder to the top. And Michael had to like... I just kicked that. Sorry. Michael had to hold on to him while the fan is like, yeah, I made it up here and like could fall and hurt oh himself. Gosh. So them saying recreates Titanic. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's hold- up there holding, he's the holding him. But so he doesn't fall oh and eat gosh. shit from 50 um, feet in the air. I have to use the, uh, I have to tinkle Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> you have to use the restroom. Yes. You vamp. You okay. go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. I, I got a tinkle. I'll be back, son. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so that's a very iconic tour moment, which we'll get into for the I Love to Tour episode, Um, is what happened in Korea. That's so interesting. Anyways, I know we've been on a lot of tangents this fine evening. I really like the ambiance of hearing the crickets in the back. We'll give that a second. It's very pretty. It's very um, reminiscent of him, of Michael talking about how he would write his songs up in what he called the giving tree um, at Neverland Ranch. He would go sit up in it because there was this big branch that kind of fanned out like a, like a, like a chair, like a bed almost, or a hammock. And, um, and he would sit up there and he would write songs and some of his most popular poetic songs were written in a tree. And uh, I think the cricket ambiance kind of gives that feel of like we're sitting there in that tree talking about him and, and uh, you know, praising the work that he did. Um, but I think that's super interesting that he did that. Um, hello, you're back. Yes, it's back, like son. I'm back, son. <laughs> eh, leave me alone. Um, leave you alone. Leave me alone. All right. Well, uh, I just did. <laughs> What'd you do with that time? Were you productive? Uh, yeah. I taught. I gave them another interesting factoid. Okay. About I'll, I'll go back him and, listen to it. and Neverland. I'll go back and, and listen to it. Yeah. Because I was hearing the crickets outside, and I think yeah, it's nice ambiance. No, I think it's nice ambiance. Actually, well, there are crickets featured in his song "Childhood," which is just a really gorgeous song. Um, but the crickets in that are really pretty, and in um. The song The Lost Children off of his album Invincible. Also very pretty with that. Anyways. Wow, we're at an hour and 36 minutes. Are we really? We're going to have to edit this down for sure. That's okay. We make some small edits. But we just wanted to let the people know what they're in for. Yeah. But this is is Tessa's podcast at the heart of it. Yeah. And uh, I may or may not 
appear whenever when she wants me to i definitely want you to be on some especially the album breakdowns you know talk musician to musician about like do you know this song and we could even cut and you could listen to it and then give your immediate first thoughts you know what i mean i I think i'd rather like listen to it first first and then come back jot down thoughts yeah and like have those thoughts marinated a bit Mm -hmm. you know yeah Rather than instant reactions, which I feel are just not the right reactions. Mm -hmm. I think there are some songs that you have never heard before that you're going to be really surprised at. Mm. You know, I think there are just some songs that you're going to be like, oh, my God, that was so beautiful. And I didn't expect that from him or just like, meh, this song is just all right. You know, like too much synth or whatever for me, Mm. you know, Um, like I think as far as like ballads go, I think I can't help it off of off the wall that song was written by stevie wonder mm. i think that song is going to pleasantly surprise you pleasantly in, in how pleasantly surprise you in how stunning it is it is my favorite like romantic ballad of his what's it called again i can't help it i can't help it i can't help it um but anyways i'm so, looking forward to listening to more yeah. of his music through this cool so. that makes me happy this has so, been a yeah. fun chat. This has been a fun chat. It won't be as like tangent e on other be. episodes. Well, yeah, we, I do. I hundred minutes. We can beat that. <laughs> but I don't want 200 to. Two hundred minutes. <laughs> two hundred minutes. Um, What's wrong with two hundred minutes? It's a good well, conversation. Nothing. It's true. Um, but this has been, this has been fun, and this has been under the fedora. Under, the. Fedora. Under the Fedora. A Michael Jackson podcast. Yeah, this and, has uh, been a fun yeah. first episode and we uh look look forward to uh seeing you <laughs> back we're looking forward to hearing you back here. Yeah. The same hey. Jack time. Hey same maybe same <laughs> Jack place. Son. Mm. Maybe maybe we'll do a visual episode one time like a special episode you know maybe if this goes on for another year we'll do it for like his 65th birthday and be like wow one year ago we re- we recorded the very first episode mm. on his birthday which i think is really fun that we did that um and just look back on like wow we've been doing this for a year and let's celebrate his birthday and talk about the birthday stuff and all that if i may hmm Let's put it out to the listeners. Mm-hmm. I like Under the Fedora. It's mm-hmm. a good title. <laughs> yeah, okay. The debate, you guys. But uh, you Tess, have is, to vote. Tess is going to put out a vote on Twitter or whatever. Or I po- can do that. Poll. I can put out a poll on Twitter. Poll. You can follow us at Fedora MJ Podcast on Twitter. I made that account today. <laughs> um, and there I'll be posting like the links to the episodes and uh, you can comment about what you want to hear because I definitely want to hear from you guys. Um, topics. If you don't ever want to hear me again. Yeah, no. <laughs> about topics that you would like us to discuss or debate or ramble about um, any of that. So. Well, she's going to put a poll up. Mm-hmm. We're still not solid on the title for this podcast. I think. There's a good title to be had. Okay. I so it's between Under the Fedora, which this may still be mm-hmm. by the time you hear it in 2048. 
by that time the poll on Twitter will have expired, so well, you lost we, your we'll chance. We'll still adjust based on that, mm-hmm. you know. If it if it ever if if it's fluctuating, if it's constantly yes. you know okay. neck and neck, we'll yeah. just keep so, changing it. The two options under the fedora, a Michael Jackson podcast, or wanna be talking something, a Michael Jackson podcast. I will put up a poll on Twitter. Uh, when this episode comes out. You you say the names now. Under the Fedora, a Michael Jackson podcast. Or Wannabe Talkin' Something, a Michael Jackson podcast. Now, see, I think I've got the smoother voice to say Under the Fedora. Under and you can, the you've fedora. got the more fun voice to say. Welcome to... Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. The Wannabe Talkin' Something podcast. Oh, yeah. Wannabe Talkin' Something yeah. A Michael Jackson podcast. That sounds upbeat and perky, whereas mine's under the fedora. Yeah. But I think I want a mixture of both, you know? Wanna be like, talking fedoras. <laughs> that's not what I wanna mean. Wanna be under the something. <laughs> wanna be under the fedora? I yes. would. His hair is nice. Anyways. I bet it smells weird. So then I bet it smells like money well, <laughs> yes but but you'd spend enough time under somebody's hat oh yeah smelly 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 and sweaty which also fun fact smelly was his nickname from quincy jones oh because he <laughs> would he was would, his childhood dog <laughs> <laughs> because quincy would just whenever they were in the studio just be like wow this sounds really funky this song is really funky you're funky and it just funky kind of evolved into smelly. So he'd be like, yo, this song is smelly. You're smelly. And so he would call him smelly in the studio. And that was his I nickname. I think he was talking about weed. <laughs> Dank weed. Probably. I don't think Michael ever smoked weed. That would have been cool, though. That's why he was on the reggae song. That'd be, uh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Huh. Anyways. So this has been the first episode of Under the Fedora. And 420 blaze it <laughs> and i really appreciate you guys listening i don't whoever's out there don't listen to him um i i more than appreciate you yeah, yeah i really do i i love you guys and thank you for listening in whatever time and place you're listening to this yeah if you're if this is if it's thirty fifty one yeah listening on i'm your, i'm long on dead your, on your brainwave fedoras <laughs> yeah right. you know you tune you tune, yeah. tune into whatever that you listen yeah. to on i your what should be like the sign off for this podcast i had a thought about that the other day okay <clears throat> it might just be too cheesy and stupid okay um but he always would say to the fans one of his very iconic things was saying i love you more like they you know people are like i love you michael and you know like as people scream out to their idols and he would always just be like no i love you more you know reinforcing like you guys made me no i love stop stop (laughs) i love you more stop cheering (laughs) and one of the you don't understand the power dynamic here (laughs) i love you more than you love me i'm sorry um so one of the that's like a super iconic thing that he would do and he wrote that on a um pillowcase once and like tossed the hotel pillow out the window and somebody out there still has it but um so i just thought <laughs> would that be was like killed by a pillow falling no. from such a but like would that, 
I was just riding my bike to work. Bam! The pillow just fucking hit me. Slam! Yeah. Oh, I'm um, sorry, folks. I just used language. So I, did I, I, I swore earlier. I said shit earlier. This is so? an adults-only Michael Jackson no. podcast. We get hardcore. We <laughs> talk blue on this podcast. Yeah. We work blue. Um. No, I'm just going to talk how I normally talk, and that includes swearing. So if people have a problem with that, I apologize. And get but... fucked. Stop. No. <laughs> if people have a problem with that, then sorry about it. Yeah. Um, it's just language. I'm not attacking anybody with it. So Joe Michael Jackson swore. Yeah, like behind closed doors, you yeah. know, for sure. You probably had a mouth on him. Like, um, poopy. <laughs> butthole tee. Darn it. Yeah. Gosh, I've diddly had, darn I've it. I've had it with these... Cod Sarnet interviews. Gosh. I've had it with this Flim Flam recording studio. Flim Flam diddly diddly. Everyone nah. wants a ding dang record out of me. So I don't know. I thought it's not like a cheesy sign off just being like. Ding dang? No. Just like remember I love you more or something like that. Yeah. That'd be that'd weird be to stupid. now have to say that anytime you have a guest on you like guess know. what I love you more. Okay. I'll tell people that I love them. Um. Well, my guests are probably just going to be you and, like, a couple of my friends. And I love you and I love my friends. So. Okay. Then that's fine. Then. Yeah. No, I don't know what the sign-off should be. Thank you for listening. Um, I like I love you more. That's good. And remember, I love you more. Ich liebe dich. You know? Is that German? Yes. Oh. For uh, I love you. But he, he would say that I chose, like, ich liebe dich mir, which is I love you more mm. in German. And it was cute because he learned that specifically to say that to like German crowds. One more time. Ich liebe dich mir. Ich liebe dich mir. Ich. Like it's like a. Ich. Ich. Ich liebe dich mir. Ich liebe dich mir. Yeah. I love you more. Well, remember guys. Ich liebe dich mir. Love you, Tess. Love you too, Dylan. Thanks for doing this with me. What? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Do it again. Send me up again. No. Do it. <laughs> I anyway, love you. I love you more. All right. Goodbye, All right. everybody. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Under the Fedora. Under the Under Fedora. the Fedora. A Michael Jackson <laughs> podcast. <laughs>